chapter 16, and uh, verse 6 is what we're looking at, Acts chapter 16, verse 6. If you do not have a Bible, if you have any type of smartphone, you can go to your app market, you can download the Bible app, and many people use it in our church. It's a great easy way to have reading plans, and maybe there are times when you don't know what to read in Scripture. Uh, Go download the Bible app. As a pastor, many people will talk to me uh, throughout the week, whether it's inside of our church, outside of our church, and they'll say, hey, man, you know, me and my wife, we're just, uh, she's not seeing my way, right? <laughs> and, uh, and very quickly I would go, man, do you have the Bible app? And because ultimately my words can do something, but ultimately his word can change everything. And so I'm so, I use the Bible app all the time. I'm always, many of you here, I've helped you find um, some type of devotional uh, that you can read on a regular basis. And so I really want to encourage you to, if you haven't had enough time to look at the Bible app, please do. It will change your life. They have a Bible app for kids. That is unbelievable. And it'll save some of your car rides, parents, and they get the scripture, right? So uh, it's just a double whammy, and it's completely free. So if you haven't been a part of that, you need to. Acts chapter 16, verse 10, or verse 6, we're going to look at. Uh, But before we do, I want to pray. And I've entitled this message this morning, Teamwork Makes the Dream Work. I just, that's the title, Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, all right? We're going to pray. And, uh, and let's pray that God would move in our service, and then let's pray that Cleveland will win today in the NBA Finals. That's just my own personal thing. Uh, so, Father, we thank you, God, so much for your word. It truly is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. We're so thankful for baby Aiden and, uh, and your plan for his life and for all the grads that have graduated. God, it's just incredible, God, all that you're doing in our church and the amazing people that you've put around us and around each other. We thank you for our city. We thank you for your word. God, we pray that you would speak to us today. We don't just want to hear words. God, we want to hear your word. So God, open up our hearts and our minds to be able to hear from you. We ask all of this. Oh, and I almost forgot. I pray that Cleveland wins. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Yeah, maybe? Okay, I'm not sure? All right. Speaking of basketball, uh, I love to play basketball. And uh, earlier this week, I was playing ball at LA Fitness at a gym that we go to. And it was just a typical pickup game, five on five. I didn't really know any of the guys. And uh, I was so frustrated because we could not win a game. And I have been there for probably an hour and a half. We probably played about six or seven games. We didn't win one of those jokers. I was so mad. And if you know me, you know I hate to lose, and especially in basketball. And, and uh, not only did we lose, but how we lost made me so angry. Uh, I just need prayer. Can we pray for me? Um, I was so frustrated because it wasn't a lack of talent. Like, I think we were better than, than the other teams that we prayed. And it definitely wasn't a lack of good looks because we had that covered, all right? Um, we simply didn't win because we didn't play as a team. And we were a bunch of individuals out there trying to do something. And basketball is a game that if you do not play as a team, it will eat you up and throw you out. And we could not play as a team. And uh, we failed. And get this. We had a mission. That was to come together and beat the other guys. And they had a mission to come together and beat us, right? And we failed at our mission because we failed to realize that, if, that we cannot accomplish our mission without working as a Because teamwork makes the Okay, let me just say it again. We cannot accomplish the mission because we failed to realize that, that without teamwork, it ain't going to work because teamwork makes the dream work. And the same thing applies to you. 
If you're married today, you know this for a fact. You are better together as a team, right? Or if you're in business, or if you're a business owner, or if you're a family today, or you are in a, a, a basketball team or a sport team, or you just got a team of friends that together, you guys are better when you actually act like a team, right? And it applies to our church. We are better together when we act like a team. Now, let me just break this down, all right? We have a mission. And we're very clear on what that mission is. It's to bring God's love to this city one person at a time. You're here today because there's a mission. But let me be clear. Just like in basketball, just like in life, if we do not come together as a team, we will not accomplish that mission. Because teamwork makes the... And ladies, you know this better than anybody else, all right? Uh, Let me give you just one example that I could think of. Okay, six people are at a restaurant sitting down at the table, uh, ready to eat, right? Three are ladies, and three are the fellas, okay? Now, one of the ladies, at some point in the, in the restaurant experience time, all of a sudden decides that she needs to use the restroom. She then leans to the girl next to her, and then asks her a question, what is the question? Do you want to go with me, Right? Then they proceed to get up, but then the last one girl is just sitting there with all the fellas. And she's like, I don't need to go, but I'm going with you, right? Why? Because teamwork, <laughs> come on, hey, because teamwork makes the, because ladies, come on, you have a mission. I don't know what that mission is, all right? I think you got flat screen TVs in there and couches and I don't know what you got in there. You got a mission. And you know the only way you're going to accomplish that mission is to work as a team. So girl, you better come with me. Right? Fellas, we're like, you're on your own, bro. You, 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 I ain't stayed away from there. We ain't got nothing to do in there, right? Teamwork makes the dream work. And so ladies understand this principle. And I want to tell you that as we look at the book of Acts, Paul clearly understood this principle. And sometimes when we think of the book of Acts, we think it's, it's normally about Peter and his ministry, and then we think about Paul and his ministry. But verse 6 in Acts chapter 16 just kind of gives us some insight to Paul's leadership. And I think it really applies to us. And many of us here, let me give you just a quick background before we get into verse 6. Paul is zealous about Jesus. Anybody else zealous about Jesus? Come on, we're in the right room. He's passionate about God. He's passionate about his news going forth. He's passionate about people believing. Uh, he's wanting to plant churches, build leaders, grow the church. I mean, he's, he's all about it. And so he, he, he has a missionary journey. We've already talked about it in the book of Acts. He already went on one missionary journey. He's planted churches, wrote epistles. I mean, he, he did a great work. And now he finds himself back in Antioch, which is the headquarters of Christianity in this time. He's there for a season. And you know what? He's so zealous about God, he feels like, I've got to go for round two. I've got to go back out. There's more chances. There's more uh, churches to plant. There's more leaders to build up. There's more people that need to hear and receive the good news of Jesus Christ. So he bolts it back out. That's where we're here in Acts chapter 16. But he doesn't go alone. He didn't go alone the first time, and he's not going alone this time. Because Paul understood he had a mission. Right? And so, uh, but, and let me, just before we get into verse 6, let me just give you one more nugget of information. I think, and the reason why I chose to go this this way with the passage as I was praying is because I think most of us know what Paul was doing. I I think we've 
We, if we've been around church long enough, we, we, we can pick up on that. He was preaching the good news. He was planting churches. He was seeing people saved. He was seeing people healed, right? Uh, people were being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know why he was doing it, right? Because he had a passion for God. Because Jesus came to him. Because Jesus gave him a great commission, just like he gave us. So we understand what he was doing. We understand why, but not much of it. I haven't heard a lot of talk about who he was doing it with and why that was so important to him. So I just want to just very quickly uh, give you a verse 6, and then we'll look at uh, through verse 10. And look what the Bible says in verse 6. It says, Paul and his companions, he wasn't alone, traveled throughout Phrygia and uh, in Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Now, let me just break down who these companions were. The first one uh, of his core team was Silas. And Silas wasn't just anybody. Silas had a unique gifting, just as you have a unique gifting to the mission that God's called this church to. Silas had a unique gifting to what Paul was, what God was wanting to do in Paul. And Silas was a Jew, but had incredible command of the Greek language, which put him in a position that many others didn't have. And even if they would have thought that Paul was crazy, uh, they could look at Silas and go, man, this guy is one of us. He seems to know our language, know our culture, and there was credibility that was built into Paul's team that would not have been there without Silas. The second one that I want you to look at is, uh, is Timothy. And Timothy was a young leader. If you know anything about Timothy, uh, he was half Jew and he was half Greek, right? And, and that set him up and positioned him as the gospel went to Europe for the first time in this missionary journey that Paul was on. It set him up to have this unique thing that Paul did not have. What else was Timothy? He was young. Any young people in the room? Anybody under the age of 30? You're young, all right? Come on. Hey, you're a Timothy. And Paul, and I, can I tell you, our church needs you. You know what Timothy brought? He brought life. He brought, he brought a, a faith to him. He brought just, he was probably more fuerte than everybody else, right? For all the gringos that, was, that meant strong. I think, right, babe? I did good? All right, she said I did good. Uh, right, and so, so Timothy brought this, uh, brought this element to the team that, uh, that he was able to reach a younger generation. It was, you almost see like a youth ministry built into this little core team. And then the last of the core team that I want to look at is, uh, is Priscilla and Aquila. And they were a married couple. How many all married in the room? That didn't sound very happy about that. <laughs> Come on, let me try that again. How many y'all married in the room? All right, there you go. That was better. Okay. Hey, and I think sometimes we think that, man, well, I'm married and we got some kids and, man, I, you know, we can't serve God like we did. I'm not sure. No, 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 no. God will use your season. God will use your uniqueness and God will use the season that you're in. And God used Priscilla and Aquila. And you know what their two main passions were? The, number, the first one was they had a passion for hospitality. And that's a big deal when you got Paul preaching straight gospel to everybody and going in there going, you guys better turn and you better repent. At least you got Priscilla and, the Bill, and Aquila back there going, hey, we're making cookies. Come on, anybody just want to come, right? Uh, there, was this, there was this kind of this combination of grace and truth and coming together. And you're here and you may go, man, well, I don't know how to preach and I don't know how to do that. Well, maybe if you know how to bake cookies, and my, you already stole my heart if you know how to bake cookies. You know what I'm saying? I don't need another preacher. And we all... What I'm trying to say is that every person in here has a place on the team, and the teamwork makes the dream work. And Paul recognized here, there's a reason why it said Paul and his companions, because it could have just said Paul 
left them and went to Phrygia and Galatia. It says he went and he traveled with his team. And everywhere Paul went, he was building teams, he was planting teams, he was raising up leaders. In fact, when you start, when, when Paul talks to Timothy, you have First Timothy, Timothy and 2 Timothy, he's talking to him, exhorting him how to lead teams beyond where Paul's going to go, right? And I'm here to tell you, man, God's got a great mission for us, but there's no way that we can accomplish it without be, being a team. Phil Moore, in his commentary on the book of Acts, I read uh, a couple different commentaries, but I wanted to read this one. I thought this was simple and, and good. Uh, he said, we can all build bridges to any unbeliever, but a diverse team can reach a wider group of listeners more readily. Paul developed teams because he was wise enough to know his own limitations. Paul recognized that the mission that God had for him was way beyond just his personality or his intellect or his anointing or what God could do through him. He recognized that the only way that he could accomplish the dream that God had for him was to get a team around him under the vision of God. And I'm here to tell you, the exact same thing applies to us. There, and I, I promise you that God is calling you to a place where you can't do it without him, you can't do it without the power of his spirit, and you can't do it with, without the person next to you. We need each other, and we are better together as a team. Now, now, there's one person I didn't talk about yet in his core team, and his name is Luke. In fact, some people would call him Dr. Luke. And Luke is the author and the writer of Luke, <laughs> that's given, and Acts. In fact, we do not have the book of Acts as we're learning and we've been studying this year without Luke. Now, now let, let's read verse 7. Remember, Luke is the one here that is writing. All right? Now, just look what he says. Can we put that on the screen? Luke says, when they came to the border of Mysia. So he's talking about Paul and them. Okay? Now just watch. They tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow, what? Them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, what does it say? Did you catch that? Did you notice that? It's, it's such a subtle little moment right there. Paul's writing this book of Acts, and all of a sudden it went from them, because Paul couldn't do the mission without Dr. Luke. There was an educated, there was a sophisticated part of Luke that that team needed. He was able to bring a, just, a, first of all, he could help heal, definitely, physically, spiritually and Luke went from them to we here's my question for you I got a couple questions for you um, here's my first one when you talk about our church is it how do you say it like is it man they're doing a great work and that pastor over there he's a good guy and um, man they man they are they're they're buying this facility and God's gonna grow them or are you saying man God is doing something us. We are moving forward. We are, we are going where we've never gone before. That's my pastor. You better not mess with him. That's my church. 
you better pick up that trash on the floor out in the lobby. This is my place. Right? Come on. And where is it with you? I want to be honest. I'm just asking you. When you get in the car and you're not here, and what is it? And my prayer is that every one of us, if we're not at a we, we would move to a we today. That we would not be about them anymore. That, that them spirit, man, that don't do good for nobody. This city doesn't need a them spirit. This city needs a we spirit. We want that in our church and in our heart. And, and uh, I, I want to just clearly tell you how you can get on a team here. Because I want to see every person on the team. And to be clear, I didn't, I didn't preach this message because I want to get you on the team. I'm just going through the book of Acts, praying to God to help me on what we should, what we should share. But could you do something for me? Everybody in the room, would you pull out the blue connection card? And even if, uh, I just want to fill you in on what this is. I just talked to somebody in the first service and they didn't know uh, what the blue connection card was. Can you go ahead and wave it at me? Come on, just... You got one? Beautiful. Now, very quickly, this is a very easy way. If you ever have a different information to update, you can update it and drop it in the, in the offering bucket as it passes at the end of services, uh, birthdays, etc. Now, that's the front part. The back part, any week, you could take a next step here. You don't have to wait for the right sermon or the right message. We want to make it very easy for you to move forward in Jesus. We'll make it, we want to make it really easy for you to move forward in our church. And so you're going to see here, uh, maybe today you might make a decision to follow Christ. At any moment, if you do, or if you, if you know somebody that does, they can check that off and we'll follow up with them. Uh, maybe you're here and you're interested in being water baptized. Next Sunday, we are baptizing in New Smyrna Beach, and it's a great time to do that. You can check that off. Uh, maybe you're here and you want to get involved in the small group. You want, to be, you want to get beyond just this big group. You want to get connected with other people. You can check that off any week. You can also do this online. And uh, also, you could attend our growth track, which we have a one-day coming up. Uh, at the end of this month, and you can do that. But the one I want you to, I want to show you is that we added to this connection card, and it's going to be here every single week, not just today, but every week, and, and it'll be online, is that you can sign up for a serve team. And uh, there are, they, these are just a couple of the core serve teams, but even beyond this, if there's a team that we haven't even started yet, that God's birthed inside of you, let's start it. Let's talk about it because we want to see you make a difference, and we understand that we can do that better when we come together as a team because teamwork makes the Come on, y'all, y'all good. Y'all better than first service. I'll be honest with you. You're more awake. Uh, but let me just show you. So, we, so maybe you have a heart for outreach. We have a couple outreach teams that are going, and maybe there's a couple that we can start. We have an adopt-a-block that has just been incredible. And, and uh, we, we literally, what we've done is we just we, we prayed about in our city a, 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 an apartment complex, a block that we could adopt. And so we go there every single week. We feed pancakes. Uh, we love them right where they are. And uh, just, I think, three weeks ago, two, two to three weeks ago, we had uh, f- uh, three students I know of, maybe four, somebody said four, but we have three students from Adopt-A-Block, teenagers, that gave their lives to Christ in our church, got baptized in our baptismal pool, all because of an outreach serve team. Come on, that's incredible. Ah. And that dream doesn't happen without a team. And uh, Maybe repairs and maintenance team. Maybe there's so many things that that need help there. Uh, worship media and usher team, and, and, uh, and, and they put on our production services here. Guest services team, if you have a heart for welcoming first-time guests. You know, we just want church to be a place where people feel really welcome. And man, if there's any place that they should feel welcome, it should be church, you know, not Disney. I mean, it can be Disney, but it should be more church. All right. Uh, the kids team, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you have a passion for children, for nursery, right? And uh, you could, if you just like to lose your mind, that's a great place to go, and, uh, and you can do that. And, uh, or a youth team. We just had a big outreach. I don't know how many we had this last Wednesday night, maybe 200 or something. We had powder paint everywhere. It was messy. It was disgusting. If you like that stuff, 
it's made for you. And, uh, and then also just the care team. Maybe you just have a passion for cooking and maybe, you, maybe people that are down, people, people that are downtrodden, you can join a team. Once again, we're not asking you to go alone. We're not asking you to take this burden on by yourself. We're asking you to come a part of a team. And when we all come together, maybe what would it look like if we could just care for our church in a whole other way? Right, and and you know what it feels like when you when you have a sibling that's in in surgery, or you have, or you're in surgery, or you were diagnosed with something that you didn't like, and all of a sudden there's that there's that meal, and there's that word, and there's that thing from City Church, and and uh, come on, we can do that, we can be a part of that. And so you say here, you go, hey, so how do I get involved in the team? What does that look like? How do I start this process? It's really simple. There's three things we're looking for to, for you to be, get on our team. Number one is if you we want people that love Jesus, love people. And you want to make a difference. That's it. I didn't say color of skin. I didn't say the right personality. I didn't say the right bank account. I didn't say the right personality traits. No, no, no. We at this church fully believe that God has equipped every single one of you with your unique abilities to bless the church, to bless the city. We believe that. And, and so I, I'm, I'm not joking. There's a, there is a team. I believe that. I believe that God did not just bring you here to sit in a seat. I just, I'm telling I just, I cannot believe that. He created you. He formed you. He put the personalities in you. Yeah, maybe you need to grow. You probably, we all need to grow. We're all becoming more like Jesus. But in the process, God has a plan for us. And he wants to use every single one of us here. And if you're here and you're unsure of what team you might want to get on, you could just check the top part where it says, I would love to serve on a team. All right. And you, th- that could just be you're unsure. And so this is what's going to happen. The process is simple. You sign up, you attend the growth track, and you serve on a team. And the growth track is only four weeks. And some people say, man, why do you need to go on the growth track? I, I've already been a believer for 15 years, and, you know, why do I need to go through this basic thing? Well, because we're about team. And I don't care what you learned at the last church. That's great. And bring all of that with you. Bring all of your intellect and your theology, and that's incredible. But we want to be a team. And, we, and we've condensed it down to only four weeks. And people say, man, I only, well, I have to go through this thing in four weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's only four weeks uh, that you get to do. We feed you breakfast and lunch. And even this, this summer, we're going to do it all in one day for those that maybe it's hard to do Sundays. And uh, within, within the growth track, you're going to learn about your spiritual gifts and your personality and what God is wanting to do in you in this season. So don't be nervous. Uh, and, and don't shy away from the growth track. It's a great opportunity for you to graduate. It's a great opportunity for you to become a member of our church. It's a great opportunity for you to join and serve a team. We want to see every single person on a team because teamwork makes the... And lastly, I just, gotta, I just want to make this very clear. This service does not happen without teams. All right? And let me just, I'm just going to hit some people. Would you stand up, Alicia? Um, usher team, would you guys stand up? D- just save your applause because it'll go forever. Uh, all the tech team, would you guys stand up? You already are kind of standing up. Um, worship team, would you stand up? Beautiful. Um, hey, pastoral team, would you guys would you guys stand up? Um, and we could go on and on and on, but let me just say, so even right now, okay, like there's, I'm not on that screen without that team. The gospel isn't being preached without that, without that happening. And Pastor Tom Wolf is leading the way back there. And our, and our usher team, uh, this is secure. It's a safe environment, right? And our pastoral team uh, leading the way with vision and clarity and values and all that stuff and, and discipleship. And, and, man, this service doesn't happen without this girl. Like every time she right now, right now. Right now she's ordering food for everybody on, uh, on pizza with that telecom. But, uh, and. 
And I just want to say, if you're on a team in any form or fashion, we love you. This thing doesn't happen. Teamwork makes the dream work. Can we give everybody that's standing one more hand and say, thank you, guys. Thank you. Let me, let, me, let me close with just a few questions here. Man, what would it look like if everybody in the room was on a team? Let's just, just think about that just for a second. If, if, what would it look like if, if, uh, if everybody... Let me, let me ask you another question. What would it look like if, uh, if your family was more of a team? What would it look like if your marriage was more of a team? Right? What, what would it look like if your business was more of a... People weren't trying to just collect paychecks, but but it was a team thing under a bigger vision. And, and listen, those values are found in scriptures, not in some, you know, whatever, leadership book. God, you know God is a teaming God? He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know what we call that the Trinity? Three in, he's a team all by himself. Jesus, he had how many disciples? He had three kind of inner core, Peter, James, and John. He had an inner team. He had disciples. He had 70. I mean, we, we can't accomplish this thing without coming together as a team. You can't accomplish what God's called your marriage to accomplish without each other. You can't accomplish what God's called as your family uh, without each other. And let's ask God to be the glue to our teams. And I just want to uh, end with this thought. But, man, this city um, does not need another a, a church that just goes to church. This, this city doesn't need another group of people that go to church. This city needs a group of people that will be that will be the church, united as a team. We're not going anymore. We're, we're being. We're united. We're, come to, we're coming together. And I just believe the greatest days are ahead for our church as we come together and say, you know what, what if? What if everybody here, man, we stepped up. And we weren't consumers, but we were contributors, getting ready for our city, getting ready for the growth that God's going to do here. Not for us, but all for his glory so that he gets all of it. Because teamwork makes the... Come on, would you stay to your feet all across this place?